You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, episode 25, broadcast in early June 2020. Today, we answer your questions about how to get an effective eBay search, and we protect your collection, and specifically those Radio Times issues of past, giving you the exact specifications you need. And we unbox Dalek Mania, the box limited edition, only available in the UK, and there's a good reason for that. Anyway, stay tuned for our 25th action-packed, well, maybe not action-packed, but full of good information episode. And now, Q Fraser. Welcome back to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, the podcast that explores the world of Doctor Who collecting, Doctor Who collectors, protection of your collectibles, and of course, anything that has the Doctor Who logo on it considered Doctor Who merchandise. Happy to present our 25th episode today. I am Larry Van Mersbergen, your host, and I've been a Doctor Who collector since 1981. I'm also credited with opening the first Doctor Who store in Chicago in 1984 called Bundles from Britain. And we are mentioned in a wonderful book that should be on your bookshelf. It's called Red, White, and Who, the Story of Doctor Who in America, and you can get this book anywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com. From ATB Publishing, and we live on page 384. Our theme song is Who's Doctor Who, performed by Barry Mason and Les Reed, performed by the great Fraser Hines, who played Jamie McCrimmon in over 113 Doctor Who episodes, the longest-running character and friend of the podcast. Please consider becoming a friend of the podcast, and you can support us in a number of ways. The first way is through our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Uh, you can support us there for as little as $5 a month, and that would help us greatly to keep producing these wonderful programs. Uh, you can also hear this podcast on uh, Podbean. You can support us there at doctorwhopodcast.podbean.com, and you can tip us there. Or the fun way is by going to DoctorWhoCollectors.com and click on the shopping link and find your favorite Doctor Who item from Amazon. And you pay the same price, uh, no, uh, you know, extra charges, but a portion of that sale comes back to the podcast. You can also find some great items on our eBay channel. Just look for Doctor Who Collectors Podcast on eBay. And some of the items that we receive to talk about, um, we can sell and use the proceeds to fund the podcast. So we try to also do reasonable prices on collectibles so we're not part of the outrageous offer. You can hear this podcast anywhere you get your podcast, including Podbean, as I mentioned. And we are a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. You can find great Doctor Who podcasts at DoctorWhoPodcastAlliance.org. I'm happy to announce a new podcast called Police Box in a Junkyard. That's where a random Doctor Who story will be discussed by a, a panel of, of experts. 
and I was very happy to be invited for the premiere episode. I was a guest on the episode where we talk about the Sunmakers, and the podcast is hosted by a good friend of the podcast, Eric Goldbranson, who is also the host of the Video Junkyard podcast. We have collection protection, our featured story, our featured collectible, and the most outrageous offer coming up. Their core belief is that silence will fall when the question is asked. What question? The first question. The oldest question in the universe. Hidden in plain sight. Yes, but what is the question? We're going to start today by answering a question that was posted to our website. How do you get the best Doctor Who search results from eBay? And that's a good question, because sometimes being way too specific uh, won't give you any results, and sometimes being way too vague gives you results that aren't even close. So sometimes you got to play around with um, the different searches. You can also save those searches so that, you know, if you'd like them to filter into your email every day, you can do that. Um, For instance, if you're looking for a Doctor Who hardcover, let's say a classic hardcover. We've talked about those before. Um, Remember that there are different publishing companies. So the earliest ones are Alan Wingate, and then you have Longbow, and then you have W.H. Allen. um, And then, you know, that's important to kind of distinguish, you know, Doctor Who Wingate, Doctor Who Alan Wingate, Doctor Who W.H. Allen, Doctor Who Alan or Wingate uh, Longbow, or Allen Longbow, um, and kind of uh, use those different uh, search terms to kind of get closer to what you want. Uh, Putting in Doctor Who Rare, and that's another word that is misused out there in the eBay world. When you see the words rare, or mega rare, or giga rare, that is the seller trying to tempt you into something that is you know, what they think is a rare item. Now, what defines a rare item? An item that maybe not too many were printed or a lot were printed and it's 60, 50, 60 years old now at this point, um, you know, where people didn't save them or, you know, things like that. It's, it's you know, it's kind of a tough uh, call to make, but I would be very, very, you know, grain of salt when you see something that's marked giga rare. I'm like, is it really that rare? You know, kind of looking around. And again, you know, eBay is a, you know, it's kind of, again, caveat emptor, <laughs> let the buyer beware. Um, make sure you check everything out. Make sure there's enough photos, ask questions, you know, all those things that you do before you make a purchase, even if it's $10, you know, you want to make sure you're getting something that you're actually wanting to buy. Um, but that's, you know, my best advice for using eBay. It's not the only place to find Doctor Who collectibles, but it's probably one of the largest places where you can find it. If you're searching for more books, then I would go with Abe's Used Books online. You can find them on Google. And that connects a lot of used bookstores all over the world. And they have a lot of these older Doctor Who books in stock, and some of them are priced pretty reasonably. You can also find them on Amazon.uk, Amazon.co.uk. And by the way, if you're an Amazon user in the United States, and I've said this before, your login for the American Amazon will work across every Amazon, but you have to log into Amazon.co.uk. And you have to add a payment method, and you have to make sure that the item can be shipped to the United States. And so a lot of times you can get things sooner through Amazon um, on the UK side than you can in the American side. So there's a lot of 
great ways to gather those information that that the information you need to get the items you want. So um, this is a lot different than the old days when you had to go to a store that carried Doctor Who. And in in my case, back in the eighties. Only one spot in Chicago had anything of rare Doctor Who, uh, in my opinion, and that was Larry's Comic Book Store in Annex on the corner of Devon and Broadway. Larry Charette, who um, is one of the first people to do the mini Comic-Cons in Chicago and um, was very uh, important in returning color copies of John Pertwee episodes to the BBC archive. You know, uh, kind of a guy that uh, I have a lot of respect for. And... um, you know, that's where, you know, he had a lot of first edition targets. He had early Doctor Who magazines. He had some of the comic books. He had some of the annuals, um, just things that uh, you couldn't get anywhere else. So it's a lot easier today to, to search the Internet when back then you basically had to go and drive to a store or take a bus or whatever it is you had to do. Anyway, um, and if you have a question about how to find something or if you need help finding something, you can look us up. And the email address is Doctor Who Collectors at podcast, excuse me, Doctor Who Collectors Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Um, so we, we'd be happy to help you. Thank you. Sad, Red, isn't it? People spend all that time making nice things, and other people come along and break them. And now for collection protection. One of the most important items that could be collected are the old versions of Radio Times. Radio Times was the British equivalent to our TV guide. And our TV guide has gone through a lot of changes over the years from the size to the content to the amount that's in there. And the same thing goes for the uh, Radio Times in England. The older editions are on newsprint, so they are kind of like newspapers. And so uh, in the Who Room, we've got two um, Radio Times editions. We'll talk about those on a future program, but we've got one from The Five Doctors in 1983 and from Spearhead from Space in 1970. And special attention has to be made to protect these because because of the newsprint, and newsprint does tend to not last as long. Um, Bags Unlimited Incorporated has been producing archival protection materials since the early 80s. I've been using them as a collector since 1981, and I used to resell them as a dealer in 1985 through 89. Uh, They are still out there. And so uh, in my research, finding the perfect size for those old radio times. Now, the radio times uh, measures at 11 three quarters by nine and a quarter, roughly. And so nothing exactly fits, but the closest thing that fits with the proper amount of archival protection is the uh, current daily newspaper bag with the uh, code number SNPCD2W, which is a two-point mil bag. Uh, 50 of those are $13.01. And I would also recommend the acid-free backing, uh, which helps protect the paper from, uh, from withering inside the bag. Uh, you can get what's called an acid-free board. Um, it's a gauge of 0, uh, 0.028, uh, and the code is KAF28TPC, and 25 of them are $20.65. Um, Bags Unlimited is not a sponsor of the podcast, but it's my personal preference for collection protection. So if you do buy anything from Bags Unlimited and you call them on the phone, 
let them know that you heard about it on the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. If you have any other collection protection advice or stories or things to avoid, uh, give us a reach out on Facebook or Twitter at Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, or you can shoot us an email at Doctor Who Collectors Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can go to our website at DoctorWhoCollectors.com and use the email form there. More after the break. Hello fellow time travelers, I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by... Dalton Hughes. And by... Alison Fitzsafrey. And we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Doctor Who Collector's Podcast. Enjoy your travels. The money to be paid from your private purse. Ah! You spoke. And now it's time for the most outrageous offer. Sometimes you find Target books, I mean the paperback books, listed for ridiculous prices because they're claimed to be rare. Well, some of the later edition ones did have low print runs, but in the middle they did print thousands of these. So I'm talking about a seller on abesbooks.com, or abebooks.com. Um, it is Doctor Who, The Wheel in Space, um, which uh, is not a very rare copy, actually. A lot of those were printed. Um, the price they're asking for, and hold on to your hats for this, $148.91 plus $4.95 shipping. So we're talking almost, you know, a little over $150 for this book. And we don't know the condition. It doesn't say that, you know, it says new, but we don't know what that means. We found another one on eBay um, with a seller in the United Kingdom asking for 55 pounds sterling, which is roughly um, $68. So it's still a little high. Um, I believe the going rate for this book, and, and the one on eBay, by the way, has a ripped cover, so uh, it just says rare first edition. I said, well, there were only there was only one edition of the Wheel in Space. They did not reprint it, and I believe it it's probably worth anywhere from you know five to twenty dollars depending on uh, condition. But I'm seeing all kinds of offers here for over a hundred dollars for this Target book. This is the paperback, by the way, not the hardcover. So um, that's what's you know. <sighs> kind of making it hard for people to collect the Target books because people are are putting a big price tag on on some of these Targets where some of the earlier Target editions, you know, like Auton Invasion Cave Monsters, are, are selling for $20 to $25. But the ones in the later edition, like Time and the Rani, I've seen for almost $200. So... Yeah, the hardcover editions of those later ones are kind of rare because not many were printed and they were starting to phase it out. Um, but a lot of times these paperbacks, you can find these at used bookstores or thrift bookstores. I would look around and, of course, whenever you buy a, an item, shop around. Uh, this has been the most outrageous offer. Up there is the scanner. Those are the doors. That is a chair with a panda on it. Sheer poetry, dear boy. And now the main story. Um, back in the early 
90s, in the 90s, I believe. It's it's very tough to pinpoint a date uh, because there isn't one on there. But um, there was a limited edition um, history of the Daleks on the big screen called Dalek Mania. And it came in a box about the size of a board game, about 16 and a half by 9 inches. They are numbered um, and has a wonderful painting on the front of, of the movie Daleks. It says Dalek Mania on the sides. And um, it was only sold in the UK. So uh, there was an unboxing on YouTube, but one of the things they left out in the unboxing was the fact that the number is located on the inside of the box cover, which is kind of a conundrum for collectors. Now, I was unable to ascertain whether or not the box was shrink-wrapped um, originally or if it came like it did where it was just open. Um, I cannot find any information on that. So if you know or have one that is shrink-wrapped, uh, let me know. But the whole problem is, is that in order to see the number, <laughs> you've got to take the shrink wrap off. And there's no way to do it without completely removing the shrink wrap. It's uh, they, I, I believe they should have numbered the box itself before shrink wrapping. Maybe that was more money. I don't know. But anyway, if I open up the box and look on the inside of the lid, there is a sticker in the corner. It says Dalek Media Limited Edition number 634. So that's the one here. I don't know how many were made. Um, and so that's that's where we are there. So 633 came out before this one, obviously. Um, inside the box, you get two very large movie posters of Doctor Who and the Daleks and Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD which is very cool. Um, in the Who room here, we've got, I've got the uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks movie poster on canvas, uh, which is on the wall. It's a, it's a great uh, picture. Um, inside the box is a bag that contains, I'm gonna open the bag here. Uh, first, there's a, there's a booklet, uh, Dalek Mania, Doctor Who and the Cinema by Marcus Hearn. And just flipping through here, it's a little bit of the history of the, the movie. Um, and, you know, some lobby cards for uh, things, you know, like that, and some pictures, Doctor Who and the Daleks, although um, it looks like it says here that the Disney company expressed an interest in the Doctor Who film, um, and that was that would have been interesting. So, you know, some interesting facts about the movie, some about the auditions, the, the actors, or, you know, Berta Tovey, Peter Cushing, and we've talked about the movie before. In fact, we even aired the interview with Peter Cushing where he actually did not want to play Doctor Who in the TV series. So that's interesting. So there's a little book here on uh, that. There's also some postcards or some uh, looks like postcard sized things, you know, about Bernard Cribbins and um, Gordon Fleming and uh, some, inter some interesting pictures, color photos. A publicity, a publicity photo um, with one of the actors in the Daleks and Peter Cushing giving the big speech before the bomb is dropped. So that's interesting. And then there's also a VHS tape uh, which has the, the history uh, on there. And it's been released on DVD now, but unfortunately um, in this country you couldn't even play the tape because the tape is in PAL format and not in um, NTSC format. Uh, which... You know, of course, that's, you know, why it was only released in the UK. 
the the nice thing um, here is that you can also you can get that Dalek Mania um, through some streaming services as well. You can get the the video. Um, but is it is it a collectible? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, you can't really, um, especially in this country, you can't get them unless you import them. And I don't remember. You know, I've had this for a while, so I don't remember exactly what it cost. But I've looked them up, and anywhere you can get them in anywhere, depending on condition, as always, anywhere between twenty dollars and a hundred dollars. And so it depends. I don't know. If I have not seen any offered. New in the shrink wrap, which is why I asked the shrink wrap question. Um, I have not seen any additions that say, well, no booklet or uh, no box, but I've got everything else. Um, so it's not that old. Um, but it is a really cool item, and I will post uh, some pictures of everything on our website and our Facebook we already have it on our Facebook page as of now. Um, so that's it. It's an interesting little piece here of the uh, the Dalek Mania. The two Dalek film posters, six postcards, full-color booklet, limited edition. So it's kind of a cool thing for the Dalek collector. If you're into Daleks, um, and you know, which is a huge part of Doctor Who. You know, it hadn't been for the Daleks, we wouldn't be past one season. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they keep they keep becoming more and more popular every day. So... Anyway, that's the Dalek Mania Limited Edition. I know they've released it on DVD and Blu-ray, at least the film, but without the posters and all that uh, great stuff. But you can still get the film posters out there. Uh, The VHS posters are still available. Um, There is a lot of interest in the Peter Cushing movies from a collector's standpoint, um, as they have been made canon, according to some experts. And um, I believe they're enjoyable as far as the fact that it was built on the popularity of the Daleks in the 1960s and a great actor like Peter Cushing playing Doctor Who. So anyway, that's our main story for today. And thank you for listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and everywhere podcasts are heard, including Podbean. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And maybe not in that order. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next time. This has been episode 25 of the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Uh, We have no ending audio today, so I'll leave you with the thought. Exterminate and keep collecting.